This week we read The Sea of Monsters, Chapter 1, My Best Friend Shops for a Wedding Dress. Fortunately for all of us, Grover is registered at Taco Bell. Hi all my campers, and welcome back to The Jackson 2. The inaccurately named podcast where three grown-ass adults work our way through this uh, book series for small children. With me today is, as always, Casey Hills. Ahoy! And uh, someone new, a, a new buddy. Introduce yourself, new buddy. Uh, this is Isaac, who was here before and is... A, a new buddy that the listeners may recognize yep. from the previous three episodes. I... Couldn't remember if we were going to have those just be Patreon. Oh, gotcha. Oh, no, that's fair. No, no, no. Those those are on okay. the public feed. But yes, we have Isaac, yeah. who is who was once a special guest and now is just uh, for the foreseeable... Just one of us. For the foreseeable future, Ghost? one of us. One of us. Yeah, he was just... He was too delightful. Google Gobble, etc. Uh, he was just too delightful to leave out in the cold like so many Plutos left outside the order of the solar system being taught to our children, which, for my money, is one of the greatest travesties of justice the American educational system has ever seen. Ohana means family. Family means nobody gets left behind. Pluto's a planet. Uh, but it's not. <laughs> well, don't tell the Greeks and Romans that. I, I mean... They didn't I, know it was I, there. I, I mean, they're dead, so they lost. Please. William, you see how uh, see how I tied it back into the main topic? Uh, yes, see how I did that. Yes. we we are. Uh, it's a new season, new us, same yeah. stupidity. Yeah. We are now reading <laughs> the second book of this five book trilogy, uh, Percy yeah. Jackson and the and the Olympians, The Sea of Monsters. Yeah, La Mer de la Monstros. Yes. Oh. Oh, I, I don't know why we're French now. Uh... Aren't we always in our hearts? Well, I think if we're doing maritime, honestly, we have an obligation to fly under the colors of France. Sure, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take that. So anyway, uh, who William you would you William you would know this? Who was who was the king of England uh, when Napoleon died? Uh I believe. Is it Henry the Tenth? Maybe I. I, I'm going to be honest. I think so that is not the 1800s is not yeah. a period of history I know super amount about. Yeah, that's fair. Well, in any event, uh, allegedly, we'll just say it was William the Tenth. I think it was. It was a William of some kind. Um, when or Henry of some kind, rather, forgive me. Uh, when Napoleon died, a steward allegedly rushed in uh, and said, "Your Majesty, your greatest enemy has died." And the king looked up and said, "My wife." <laughs> like misogyny in and of itself is obviously not funny but uh, that is a sitcom ass line that, <laughs> exactly it's interesting that certain kinds of like everybody loves raymond ass jokes <laughs> are <laughs> apparently immortal yes. so i don't know pro tip marry somebody you like listeners it rules can confirm yeah especially if you're a king because you kind of have all the options Ew, gross, power dynamics, prima nocta, etc. So, uh, Isaac, would you care to lead us in and tell us how we begin chapter one uh, for weddings and a chalupa? Okay, uh, so we start out chapter one with a suspiciously highly detailed uh, dream sequence. 
little nightmare sequence. Yeah, the production budget on this was through the roof. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, that's how you tell it's a vision instead of a regular dream. That and, yep. you know, nothing was kind of your old house, but kind of not. And, God, yeah, that whole thing. Dreams, dreams are very weird. <laughs> hey, listeners, you ever think about how dreams are weird? Are we the first people to bring yeah. this up on a podcast? Oh, God. <laughs> Probably. Let's Probably assume. everybody else knows better than to bring this up on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> yes, we have Percy finding himself in a beach town in Florida. Horrible storm blowing through. Yeah. Not really sure how he knows it's Florida, but, you know, as said, dreams are weird. Well, there are pulled pork sandwiches and homicidal blood spatter analysts just everywhere, just on every corner. You can't, you can't, you can't throw a, a glow cat or ray cat without hitting one. Sure, that's... I understand one of those references. That's Florida for you. Okay, well, one was a reference to Dexter, and one was a reference to sandwiches. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, 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 is Florida My... known for its pulled pork? Uh, yes. Well, I mean, Cuban food especially is, is very uh... prominent there, and I understand that the pulled pork sandwich is is very popular and famous there. Uh, you know what? Uh, I gambled and lost on the percentage of the state. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> so, so anyway. Exactly 50. Yeah. So what's happening in this so, dream? Yes. Uh, terrible storm, possibly a hurricane, and along comes the running sound of hoofes from one Mr. Grover. Yep, he is running from something. He is clearly soaked in seawater, and the Salty Sater is the name of my nautical pub. Phenomenal. Uh, for some reason, I found this catch-up description of Grover uh, far worse than the descriptions we got of him in the last book. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure why, but just like... So, I, I, I'm gonna read the paragraph. Um... <laughs> From the waist up, he looks like a typical gangly teenager with a peach fuzz goatee and a bad case of acne. Sure. He walks with a strange okay. limp, but unless you catch him without his pants on, parentheses, which I mm. don't recommend, end parentheses, mm. you'd never know there was anything under unhuman about him. Baggy jeans and fake feet hide the fact that he had, he's got furry hind quarters and hooves. I, I don't know, mm. something... Maybe I just read it in a weird mindset, but that's like, that doesn't, that sounds weird about how you're phrasing that. I, I kind of liked the use of the term unhuman, just like, not, yeah, yeah not inhuman, that... like negative monsterly, but just, you know, kind of neutral. Yeah, exactly. Just a different sort of thing. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. One of the things about this that hasn't aged super well uh is the low grade like straight panic jokes that are made at every possible opportunity about grover's pants coming off around bj yeah um, like i feel like he he hits that note a lot and like part of that is knowing the audience you're playing to i, I mean I, I i mean 12 year olds find nothing funnier than people being without their pants when they should have pants <laughs> that is true yeah it's true <laughs> That's true. And also me, your old <laughs> Well, it is it is inherently funny, but just the there's a kind of like nervous energy to the way PJ calls attention to and that's a bad thing. I don't know. You're right. Well and see here's here's what's up. Like this, this first of all, this is a very short chapter. Uh I we was are worried gonna, that we, we are not gonna have this shit, my much. boy. Yep. Yeah, for real though. We're ladling on the condiments and the narrative 
pretzel buns. You're, you're um, getting all the goofy gravy today. Nope. Exactly. Yep, nope. Wish I hadn't <laughs> yep, said that. Nope. Three, two, one, cannon. No. Three, two, one, cannon. Uh, come on and get your goofy gravy at the Salty, Salty mm. Seder. Mm. Nope. Can't recommend yes. Seder gravy. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I am gonna quit. Uh, and, I quit. Uh, first episode title <laughs> goes to Isaac. I, Probably. I don't see any world where the family group doesn't choose I am, I am okay with just choosing that, I'll be honest. <laughs> Man, let's suspend democracy. Let's habeas this corpus, babies. Um, no, my point... My point is, it, well, first of all, yeah, I was worried that this was going to be like a little, a little thin in a short episode. I should have known better. I was wrong. <laughs> I freely admit that. Um, we're three sentences into this chapter, uh, but more than that, like um, this is wildly different from the first chapter of the first book, which set up a lot of expository stuff, a lot of, if not world building, then at least character building for PJ. And this is, you know, in medias race. Just- Bullshit. I heard someone once say that, like, everything is media's race. Nothing ever stops. Everything that starts is starting in the middle else of something. Shut up. What was um, this person, Autumn? Tr- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that, that's either Autumn or Sony. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. Yeah, or... Or me on one of my dark yeah, days. You, you on one of your, I don't want the, I'm going to make this conversation as long and excruciating as possible moods. Uh, my main point was that, you know, this is a second book, and it's the first one of those that Uncle Rick has ever written. And it, it does mechanically have different rules and different needs than the beginning of a first book. And, like, it, Espe- you're right. Just especially saying, oh, if it's a series where you are assuming people are reading it in order. Correct. Like, I read the second Harry Potter before I read the first one, because my mother just brought me this book from the airport when she got back from Vienna, and, like, I didn't know. There was no Wikipedia. I couldn't look up and see that. I just fucking read it, and it was fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this this one does very much presume that you know what's going on, at least a little yeah. bit. You know who PJ is. You know who Grover is. Yeah. Well, what happens next, Isaac? Does Grover get himself a pulled pork sandwich? Oh, no, wait, he's a vegetarian. Yep. Uh, pulled beets? I don't know. Pulled portobello. Ooh, that would actually slap. True. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, he goes running down the street from some unseen monstro. Exeunt presumed, pursued by monstro. Yes, indeed. This thing is, like, you know, unseen, but apparently huge, because its growls are... Being heard over the storm, it's swatting down a street lamp, and he's just skittering away, saying something to himself about having to warn them. Yes, an important point. Uh, and at this point, I, I think it is safe to assume, given the context clues that we've you know gathered through this little wee description, that he is in fact being pursued by Governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. The, the greatest monster, monster of all. Oh, nice. But right. he he ducks into a bridal boutique, uh, but it affords him no shelter, and yonder giant monstro smashes through the storefront, uh, yelling, MINE! And then PJ wakes up. What does PJ see when he wakes up? Casey said, trying out several new toss-the-narrator-ball techniques mid-episode. He sees a shadow 
flicker across the window of his bedroom. Except of course not. He's on the fifth floor. That's ridiculous. And of course, he doesn't know anybody capable of flight or multiple methods of personal flight that would make absolutely breeze of a task. No, completely ridiculous. No, absolutely not. He was that there are no magic shoes that would allow a person to do that. Casey definitely didn't completely forget about that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you, you, you know, there, there were totally not any, you know, massive plot points of the last book that allowed him to fly. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just remembering the movie and the damage it did to my ability to remember the good things about the oh, first book. it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. I liked the fight I, scenes and stuff. It was, I liked most of it. Um, well, well, Isaac, what's PJ up to? Uh, PJ is late for school. Fuck. At least on the bright side, he hasn't been expelled from school this year. Yeah, he went a whole year, and tomorrow he gets to go to camp. Yeah, buddy. It's the last day of school. He's excited. His mom's excited. He's made it, finally. His mom has made all the blue food. Eat the blue food. Blue eggs and waffles. Gross. Yeah. Like, I get it. I get I Blue eggs sounds difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because wouldn't the yolks come out green? Go ahead, William. Well, I I was going to say, every year for Dr. Seuss's birthday, my school would make uh, green-colored eggs, and it would be the most disgusting thing I have ever... It is, to this day, (laughs) the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted. Uh, gross. What the fuck kind of whimsical-ass institution of education did you attend? Elementary school in a small town? I don't know. But yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it was just powdered eggs with green food coloring. And it was hard. Oh, the powdered. Yeah. The powdered part is so much worse than the green part. Yeah. Yep. Uh, like, like I didn't know that was a thing at the time, because I was eight. But, yeah, now, right. now nowadays it's like, oh, yeah, no, those those things haven't been, like, eggs for, like, three months, have they? No, yep. exactly. These, oh. these eggs are older than some voters. And speaking of uh, the movie, Percy is happily living at home with St. Sally. Like he's supposed to be movie. Yeah, that movie made some choices uh, yeah. that reflected its understanding that a long film franchise was probably not in the offing, which sucked. Yeah. But, um... R-I-B. R-S-V-P. So she's made these blue eggs and waffles, and PJ reflects on the blue food and catches us up a little bit and says, quote, I think it's her way of saying anything is possible. Percy can pass the seventh grade. Waffles can be blue little miracles like that and this is not a series so far that has leaned a great deal on like terms of faith for something that deals like literally directly with divinity on a regular basis yeah yeah Um, that that is a point so it's interesting to see some more of that language creeping in um because, you know, in the first book it was coming to accept the reality in this world of there being gods. And, like, there was a little bit of praying and stuff like that, but they weren't much of what you would call a spiritual presence. And, you know, Percy adopting a little bit of that language uh, is indicative of some character growth. And I'm definitely yeah. way overthinking that. I mean, but he still. is also literally older, so. Yeah, yeah and, like, that's true. I, like, like pe- people forget this as adults, but the difference between... Like, age 10 and age 12 is miles. Like... Yeah, that's true. Basically a different person, like... I I do like that they have some indicators of, you know, still very much thinking like a kid with uh, his mention of no teachers turning into monsters or trying to kill me with poison cafeteria food or exploding homework. 
the cafeteria <laughs> food wasn't poison. It's just like that. Uh, yeah. The, exactly. Just the exploding homework tickled yeah. me as a very kid thing. It really did. Yeah. That's, that's a nice touch. And you have to wonder, like, what... Because in the in the first book, we got hints that he had experienced previous weirdnesses, which were tied to his nature as a half-blood. Mm. Uh, and you have to wonder, like, was that a thing that happened? Or is he just, like, because <laughs> he's, Percy's not an unreliable narrator, exactly. Like, he doesn't lie to us. He's not like, you know, the Tyler Durden motherfucker. But he, he does have an... He's just kind of an idiot. Well, yeah, he is kind of an idiot. <laughs> and he does have kind of an imperfect perspective. So, is it, I, yeah. I do have to wonder... Is, is he just... About the exploding over. Is he just now blaming previous weird stuff on, you know, monstros, right. like... Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, a harpy changed my grade to an F. Nothing to do right. about it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. She was real cool. She had a mohawk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so little miracles like that. And then we see Sally Jackson dressed like Homelander for some reason. Uh, yeah, a, a starry blue skirt and a red-white striped blouse to sell candy at Sweet on America. Sweet on America. Which, have... that, that is, is a such... New York fucking institution. Like that is, is such a post nine eleven name. Yeah, I can mm. absolutely see this like prominent stall in Union Station. Like, I have a joke that I've been saving since like the first episode of the first season. Yes, I was yes. wondering. Go, whoa, Saint Sally, bam a lamb. <laughs> <laughs> has been running in my head every time she came up for a season, so. <laughs> now you know. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, had to be done. I, it was worth the wait. Was that like holding a season? <laughs> a little bit. Oh. Uh. I, the, right. the, the viewers I might, can't I might... see my leaving the chat egregion. I can hear like, your face uh, palm, if that counts. <laughs> you might have to spend way too long working up an audio clip of St. Sally Bramble Bramble Jam. Bramble Jam. My eyes hurt now. <laughs> That's what you... St. Sally had a child, Bramble Jam, green eggs and ham. Wait. <laughs> something. There's something this there. That's what you've done to me, Isaac. My eyeballs hurt. That's how so I know happy. I fit in here. So happy. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> no. It, 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 it's... it's it's one hell of an acid test, but damn if it don't work. Uh... <laughs> Litmus? I hardly know miss. <laughs> you know, I, uh, as, as I mentioned in the pre-show, I got my, my COVID and my flu booster yesterday. Woke up feeling like garbage. My bones are full of broken glass. And I seriously considered begging off just because I wanted to sit on the couch and play Valkyria Chronicles. But I thought, no, my buddies are going to make me feel better. Uh, if only for a while, and I was correct. So this was a good choice. Thank you, thank you for doing this with me, guys. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, love I, I, I heartily enjoy this thing we do. Yeah, this is fantastic. Yeah. So what's Sally up to? Somebody, I'm gonna toss this beach ball in the middle. She is ma making breakfast and noticing that PJ yeah, yeah. has something on his mind. Correct. He only, he's only got the one brain cell, but it's doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. He only has one brain cell, and Annabeth usually has custody of it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you get this back when you earn it. Is that not accurate? <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you are no longer a danger to yourself and others, 
Uh, so about 20 years. The, the, the smallest of tangents, I'm glad that they don't drag this out. Because yeah. so yeah, often this... in both fiction and real life conversation, one person will notice something is up with the other. They will ask, hey, what's up? I noticed something's off. And instead of just telling them, they waffle. Yeah. Yeah. P- yeah. Pun not intended because <clears throat> they are eating waffles. Uh, yes. Yeah. But yeah, I, and... I do like that with, and especially with the, like, having a frank conversation with his mom. Because, like, you know, I after reading, like, 30-something Animorphs book in my young age, uh, <laughs> you know, open conversations about things was not part of that particular milieu not not on the table yeah right yeah and not something that our generation really got a lot of positive exposure with you know have you have you just tried not being an animorph (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah that's a that's another like uh, i agree with william i liked the movie the movie was a fine thing from its own time i you know i would have done a lot of things different but one of its major sins that i think was objectively a bad call was making PJ have this borderline antagonistic, if realistically so, um, you know, broody teen relationship with his mom when one of the strengths of the first book was how close they are and how open they are and the way they rely on each other in a world that is not prepared to offer either of them any support. Yes, it is literally Um, one of my favorite parts of the first book. How, because in a lot of YA fiction, for reasons i'm not gonna try and psychoanalyze you don't get a lot of positive like even if it's a positive relationship between the protagonist and their parents it's usually like Mm -hmm. all snarky and sarcastic and backhanded but in this book no this parent and child love each other and support each other and they are going to go to the mat for each other and that is never in question indeed that's dope yeah, whereas in the movie, he was kind of a douchebag to his mom, and it's like... Yeah, which, again, is realistic, and I think part slap. of that was a function of him being aged up. In yeah. The movie. Valid, yeah. Uh, valid, but that don't mean I have to like it. Uh, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, this is an extremely brief, uh, a brisk chapter, uh, not because there's nothing to say in it, but because it's interested in reminding us what's what, setting some stakes, and getting on yes. with it. And I think that was uh, that was a really good yeah. call. Well, Isaac, what do uh, PJ and St. Sally talk about? Uh, they talk about his weird dream and his worries about Grover being in trouble. And uh, mm. actually, at this point, Sally is kind of holding back from trying to tell PJ something. Reversal. Yeah, right? Uh, c- c- continuing the trend of people not telling PJ things. <laughs> You're not wrong! <laughs> I will never let it go. Yep. I know you won't, buddy. It's just it's it's as fresh every time as the first time we've run across it. <laughs> I I I will drag all your sins into the light for all to see. Yes. <laughs> Tell people things so the story works. <laughs> but yeah, no, don't don't just drop things on someone and give them like a half a last minute half answer and just be like, "Okay, see ya." It's like no, t- t- tell, tell him now. It's clearly important. Okay, listeners, if you want to pull up your uh, Jackson 2 bingo cards and go ahead and mark off the square for this episode, labeled William is Mad at Poor Communication. And uh, remember, first one to get a bingo wins a prize. Yes. Yay!
And, you know, it's interesting because in the first book, she was still dodgy and only told him what she thought he was able to handle, which was a reasonable analog for, like, your father was a complicated guy, my relationship was complicated with him, that kind of thing, but also, the, like, the literal reality of, no, he's not a human and neither are you. Like, those are, in retrospect, things that I think we can agree. A parent... A lot. Yeah, a, a parent has a right to, like, some some jurisdiction and some uh, agency over how to meet that information out to him. But given that that shit is already on the table, it makes one wonder what the hell could be happening... That she feels he can't handle now. Yeah, she she got some sort of like, letter from Chiron at, from correct. Camp Half-Blood. And it apparently means yeah. that they're going to delay sending PJ to camp this summer. Yes. And he's like, yeah. whoa, what the hell does that mean? Camp Half-Blood is a place where monsters can't get me. And she's like, it's a place to be. Uh, you'll miss your bus, bye. Bye, I'll take you shopping for skateboards with Tyson after school. Tyson, you know, remember the new guy? Yeah. And, uh... I literally wrote that into my notes. Did you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Even though we're very poor, I'm gonna buy you a celebratory skateboard to buy your silence. I I mean, it it was established at the end of the last book that she's, like, actually opened her own business. Yeah, that's true. Sweet, Sweet on America is her shop. She's taken real advantage of that uh the the freedom fries era and you know what fair play to her um something interesting there is some two-way like emotional intelligence happening here because she says that they'll talk later and there is a look in her eyes that says do not fucking do this to me before i have to go spend 10 hours on my feet at sweet on america selling overpriced people to candy (laughs) okay (laughs) just like just just fucking just go to school pj we'll talk about it it'll be fine and unlike most children with, like, realistic child-parent relationships, he takes the hint. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, is, you, you know what? Yeah. They're on him. Yeah. It is interesting that in that moment, like, especially compared to the last book, you see that Percy is actually fairly emotionally stable. So, like, yeah, yeah. yeah just a, a big moment of, oh, okay, he's grown and, you know, will be yeah. significantly different from last time. Maybe. Well, and I think a large part of that has to be the, like, realization that the things that were causing him emotional turmoil. I mean, besides the, you know, hormone blunder happening inside him that causes yeah. teenagers to be animals for five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, a- like... Alien puberty brain. Exactly. Uh, part of it was his frustration with his dyslexia and his ADHD and what's wrong with me and why don't I fit in. And, uh, you know, cue Disney I want song. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that there is an explanation for those things, knowing how to mitigate and handle those yeah. things, has probably given him a better sense of who he is, a better sense of self-esteem. Yeah, yeah. and a place where a he fits in. Of, uh, yeah, and, and, exactly. And an yeah. outlet for those things, because uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I don't know if this is true for you, rather. Mm-hmm. But I find that if I have a thing to do... I find it a lot mm. easier to handle my emo- to like meet out my emotional stuff. Oh yeah, like, mm-hmm. like getting a job was better for was good for me on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, having not, purpose, not, yeah, not absolutely, not just financial, but just oh, I have a thing I go do every day. This helps me like get my cortisol and all that shit out. Yeah, get that routine going. The 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 value of it. 
a stable schedule and things like that absolutely cannot be overstated. That framework, that structure in your life we are, really does make the... We are kind of built for it. Oh, yeah. We need the presencolonines and I choose all to flow through our brains. Yes. Well, she says that they'll talk this afternoon, presumably after they go on that sweet skateboard shopping spree like they won the Toys R Us sweepstakes. But, William, there's a problem. He runs off to go find his uh, new friend Tyson, who uh, is, I hope is human this time. Uh, Makes good chicken. And, ooh, he does, though. And he says goodbye to his mom. And, quote, I didn't know at the time, but my mom and I would never get to have our afternoon talk. In fact, I wouldn't be seeing home for a long, long time. As I stepped outside, I glanced at the brownstone building across the street. Just for a second, I saw a dark shape in the morning sunlight. A human silhouette against the brick wall. A shadow that belonged to no one. Then it rippled and vanished. And that's the jump line. Like, like Kaiser Soze. I've never actually gone. seen that movie. Me neither. It's a good movie. Uh, it's a good movie once, mm. I think. Mm. Um, well, it's as it's as good a, a movie as anything with Kevin Spacey in it can be these days. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> unfortunate. Yeah, I was I was listening to a uh, an episode of Song Exploder, and they were going over the theme song to House of Cards, um, which I've never watched, but the theme song's really good. Big fan of the theme it's, song. It's, it's an incredibly <laughs> good but very upsetting show. Well, yeah, I've heard really good things, and the, the episode of Song Explorer I was listening to is like from 2014 or 15 before the allegations about Spacey were widely known, and it's just weird how something can, like, like things ripple both directions in time, you yeah. know? Like, uh, when it turns out there's something about someone you didn't know, it doesn't just change what happens in the future, it changes the past in ways you, yeah. you can't predict. I don't know, it's, it's just yeah. weird. Maybe I'll watch that show, but not, not if it's going to give Kevin Spacey. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm always on board for pirating, but uh, yeah, no, I yeah. I always have dilemma is a too strong a word, but I always have a question of when something when some something comes out about a person that and it's yeah. like, well, I cannot in good conscience give them any more money, but right, you know, stuff you've all you already own. It's not gonna do. It's not gonna change anything of them if you you know rewatch right. an a DVD you already own. Yeah, right. Like I've got my five E D and D books, and like that's a really elegant, really fun system that's really easy to learn and great for like if you just want to teach your you know family at a at a family. And also, it is the byword for a tabletop RPG. Yeah. Exactly. So like, I'm not. I'm. I. I was considering buying. Uh, Spelljammer or Planescape or whatever that new one was, and Spelljammer, Spelljammer until the uh, the slavery issue. Came yeah, up. that's yeah. like I'm 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 not a particularly smart man, but that even like <laughs> yeah, that should have been <laughs> obvious. Even I was like, yeah. how did no one just like raise their hand and said, uh, uh, "Excuse me, uh, excuse me, this is racist as hell." Now I may be seeing things here. Yeah, it's like, yeah. This may be just my guilty white conscience talking. Good! Yeah. Listen to that! Yeah, listen to that every so often. Anyway. I may be just a simple country lawyer, but I think I've heard a thing or two about racism. Yeah, exactly. It seems to me this here may be a hate crime. I'm just a simple country hyper chicken. Uh. <laughs> oh, Frank Welker. Where would we be without you? In a significantly more well, boring place. Yes. 
Well, we could easily spend another half hour talking about problematic faves, but uh, that's what the listeners want us to start a separate podcast about. I'll do it. So, thank you. (laughs) That's a threat. Uh, Thank you for... (laughs) Thank you for rejoining us, listeners, here for the inaugural episode of the second season of The Jackson 2, which will never be accurately named again for a number of... Of reasons, gentlemen, before we conclude the episode proper, I must ask, did you find yourself some Brunners? Mr. Brunner? In my world, I'm known as Chiron. Uh, well, uh... It's thin. It's a thin chapter. It is thin as hell. I mean... You're not obligated. It's just it's just really going to throw off the Brunner bros who keep track of it for us. I mean, I'm not sure if I would say a full Brunner, but there were two parts that I, I, I liked and wanted to comment on. Okay. A, Bru- a Brunerini. A mini. A mini. Yes. Uh, so, after Percy wakes up, he scrumbles under his pillow uh, to find the ballpoint sure. pen, which is his sword. Yeah, that's right. And a Clusmos. Riptide. And it, it leads to the thing... I was tempted to uncork it. Uh, wait, wait, no, that's the wrong page. Not the next one. I really like uncork as <laughs> as the description of drawing a sword. <laughs> I thought about uncapping and capping it, but something held me back. My mom had made me promise not to use deadly weapons in the apartment after I'd swung a javelin the wrong way and taken out her china cabinet. I really like that. I love that yep. one too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. That was good, and I think it was a fun callback to the Minotaur episode yeah. uh, in in the first book because the whole bull in a china shop thing. Yeah, yeah. maybe but Uncle Rick. It must be said is very good at like little throwaways. He, he is very economical with his language, but he manages to be very efficient. I really appreciate it. Yeah, see, exploding uh, homework. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, a. Don't sleep with weapons under your pillow. It's never going to end well. But B, I just like that it, it gives us this little thing of he's still trying to do hero shit on his own time. Yeah, it just brings uh, up this little slice of life scene of him trying to practice in the living room. Yep. It's and, very good. Uh, it's fantastic. Trying to keep his skills sharp. Yeah. Yeah, Eddie Izzard talked a little bit about how Jerusalem was one of the uh, British national anthems. And there's a bit in there... Uh, <laughs> no, and and I I shall not cease from restless fight, nor shall my sword sleep in my hand. Uh, and she said, "No, I think that's dangerous. I think it should be nor shall my sword sleep near my bed, and that way I will not cut my bits off." <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Eddie. Uh, I love her so much. Um, and She's great. Y- you um, know what? Actually, I'm gonna upgrade this to a full burner. I I like that. Nice. My second point. I like that Uncle Rick has decided to keep the positive parent-child relationship. Because yeah. often certain certain writers who shall go unnamed uh, will... You can say J.D. Salinger, it's okay. Well, I was going to say Joss Whedon. Uh, will, t- <laughs> oh. will, uh, will think, hmm, how do I spice up this ongoing series? Conflict right. for no goddamn reason that makes everybody miserable. Not organic conflict that arises from genuine characterization, but... It's like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to kill this character in one, uh, one day for no goddamn reason. Ha. Fuck you, yep. Joss. Yeah. Alan Tudyk doesn't need a job. It's fine. Uh, to oh, be fair, he doesn't. That's not... 
That he he really does. Yeah, he really like, doesn't. Uh, that, my dog. That's not even the worst one he's done. Uh, I'm I'm good. I, I I believe you. I I uh. But uh. But no. Rick has decided. You know what? No. This is a. He's still mad about Ultron. Is that what I'm getting? Uh. Yeah. Uh. This is this is a good place. This is a good place for these characters, and I'm going to keep it a good place. And I appreciate that. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Isaac, what about you? Did you find yourself in the course of human? Sorry events, to hog the spotlight. Runner award. Oh, you're good. To give. No, not at all. Well, William, actually, this this gives me an excellent opportunity. That I think this is as good a time as any to go over the fact if you're going to upgrade to a full Brunner, there is going to be an additional service fee for that. It's going to save you money in the long run, but it will be an initial bump up to the next bracket. Uh, Casey, I'm coming to kill you right now. <laughs> uh. Isaac, what's your Brunner? <laughs> My brunner is the startling amount of detail in the in the spooky dream, because uh, there's stuff yeah. about like uh, what is it like wet sand caked to Grover's fur as he's running along and like there's no way I would yeah. imagine that in a dream. Just kind of like it's oddly specific and it's great. That and the uh, and Percy just there. ignores it. Well, I mean yeah. he's yeah he still thinks yeah. it's. Like, Sorry. an important situation, so it's not like a random dream of, you know, oh, hey, my friend was in trouble. And then there was cake. I don't know. No, you're right. This isn't a, this isn't a series that's overly, like, tactile. Like, the description of the, of the world around PJ isn't one that's overly um, sensual in, in the meaning of, like, interacting with the senses, right? Like, there's not a lot of stuff about Anaclusmos' grip creaking in his hand and stuff like that. It's mostly when we, when he was eating the ambrosia and the nectar, and it's like, oh, I'm being filled up with warm chocolate chip cookies and similar, uh, even though I'm drinking them, which does not sound appetizing. <laughs> no, yeah. the, but mismatch of taste and texture. Yeah, but you're right, that sort of, like... Yeah, I don't want to say exaggeration, but that's a that's a couple levels of realism and real world detail higher than the series normally gets, and it does frame it as being kind of surreal and dissociatey. Like it, it feels like a different place than the rest of these books happen. And so that's a that's an excellent yeah. catch. Well done. I didn't even notice. Yeah. That. I, so that that bit yeah. and the uh, there's another part in there about the smell of the terrible monster. A sickening yeah. combination of wet sheep wool and rotten meat and that weird sour body odor only monsters have. Like a skunk that's been living off Mexican food. Awful. <laughs> Awful. I didn't know whether that was... Okay yeah, that bit not. I'm not sure, um, but... Uh, the... <laughs> Econ economic, well, but very effective description. Yeah, I mean, I guess if we're being as generous to Uncle Rick as possible, which I think we're inclined to be, I guess that's just a... Uh, reference to the gastronomic effects that, that Mexican food. Yeah, can I think have so. On, I mean, it, uh, on, it is a lot of beans. I was gonna say on palates that are more used to uh, Americanized diets, which is to say fat and sugar and no fiber at all. Yeah. So I mean, we did talk uh, yeah, about no, Taco was, Bell earlier in the episode. So. Yeah, that's true, it, though. Oh, Taco it has Bell come so full circle. Yeah. Very good. Ask not for whom the bell tolls. Anyway, uh, my Brunner, man, our stable of Brunner. Yeah, what's your Brunner, bud? I love it. Soon we'll be able to have the complete set. My Brunner 
uh, is actually a sincere one. It's not it's not a goof, as is my usual custom. But, uh, you know, yeah. Finn chapter. Yeah. Uh, mine was the bit where PJ says, uh, I think it's her way of saying anything is possible. Percy can pass seventh grade. Waffles can be blue. Little miracles like that. And, um, that is just a nice little thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's really sweet. Well, it really is. And, like... Him using the word miracle, and, and this is definitely me reading into it. I'm not saying Uncle Rick put this little, oh, little yeah. gen in there. Oh, yeah, you're, you're definitely overanalyzing. But, but him using the word miracle, now knowing what the nature of divinity is in this world, is significant. And um, yeah. my good friend Marlon on Twitter um, once said, I don't know if he was quoting someone or if this, or if this was him, but he once said something about most miracles taking a lot of time and effort. And um, I really I really like that in general, both because I agree, and also because specifically in this context, like, Percy didn't pass seventh grade because his life was miraculously fixed after he learned he was a demigod, right? Like, they didn't come up with the blue waffles or the blue food thing just out of nowhere on a whim. Like, they did it as a gesture of solidarity between him and Sally when Gabe was making their life a living hell. So it's it's a kind of, from my perspective anyway, a kind of subtle acknowledgement of Percy's progress. Yeah, yeah totally. And, um, again, I, I readily acknowledge that I'm reading too much into that, but uh, with art, it's not what's there, yeah. it's what you see. Well, and so, it's also, like, the... Yes. I think it says something about the fact that all his or a lot of his problems in previous years had been, you know, the weird stuff happening around him. And so, like, mm -hmm. you know, he was trying as hard as he could, but it always seemed like there was something out to sabotage him, which apparently there was. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, having that, you know, the the moment of, oh, hey, all my hard work actually paid off this time. That does feel like a miracle to him. And I think having a framework for all the weird stuff, being like, okay, this is that, and it's something I can work with, definitely mm, helped right. make a space where he could do better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when you when your doctor says, okay, it sounds like you have an anxiety disorder, and you can put that name on something instead of just, please help, my brain is dissolving, and I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Like, having having context and being able to put... I mean, I mean naming things is an act of power. Yeah. It's, it's a gesture of control. That's why Harry Dresden is the nicknamer and gives every bad guy a ridiculous yeah. nickname. Yeah. Um, I... Yeah, I actually so absolutely right. uh, experienced something like this myself in the not-too-distant past, where when I put together that I was asexual, so much of, so many little things in my life made immediate more sense. Yeah. Just, just like, because, yeah. like, you know, people talk about, like, their first crush and stuff, and it's like, I don't think I ever really had one. It's like, mm -hmm. there are definitely people who I remember thinking, oh, smooching them would be nice, but, like, crush <laughs> is a particular, like, type of that, and I never yeah. had that. Right. So, and, and, you know, just other things where it's just like, oh, that makes sense now. And yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's actually a lot easier navigating certain parts of the world now that I've put those pieces together. Yeah, and obviously that's what's happening with PJ. Yeah. He now knows 
where he fits, he realizes that the things he thought were wrong or broken about himself were very often not about him no. at all. They were just they were just around it, him and a problem yeah, of perspective. It, it, it was a portion him. of reality he was not keyed into. Mm-hmm. Well, all our buddies, this uh, was nice. This is so much fun. I'm. This was really nice, Isaac. Thank you so much Absolutely. for joining yes. us. Like, I'm I'm hesitant as someone who tries to be a good co-host and a good friend to like lean too much on how glad I am you're here because that makes it sound because that makes it sound like either William or I was like we really need a third person in here this we're gonna fucking kill each other and that's not what it was <laughs> I mean at all. I was go- I was gonna William kill Casey I- for completely different reasons oh yeah. That's true. That was always going to happen. It was one, always going to be my fate to wind up dead at the bottom of the pool at the college you work at. Yeah, the, one of these days, you will hear me in your neighborhood calling out to you like Achilles at the walls of Troy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So uh, I was I was really worried about like the implication that there was some lack you were filling, but that's not the case at all. Clearly, you're your own wonderful, fantastic addition, and we're so happy you're joining yeah. us. This is great. Glad to join. Um, it's really cool to just like hang out for this artificially inflating the brunner market let's get see here's here's my eventual plan if we can get brunner coin off the ground nope we control the supply then i think we could really get something going here (laughs) (laughs) all right all our buddies what's the next chapter william the next chapter is i play dodgeball with cannibals Uh, hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, mm. yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. Well, well, should see. be fun. Uh, it could mean a lot of things. Could, uh, yeah, could, could yeah. be worrying. Could be fine. Could be fine. Also, at first I thought you said cannonballs, and uh, I think that would. Have been I mean, I fun, almost misread it. it and said cannabis, which is a completely different <laughs> kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> I play dodgeball with Hannibal. Um, okay, so readers, go ahead and listen to, uh, Dodge Duck, not listen to, go ahead and read Dodge Duck Dip Dive and Dodge for next Duck week. Dodgers. Uh, please. Exactly. Tweet at us, the Shaving Cream Planet. Uh, please let us know at the underscore Jackson underscore TWO. Tell us what your Brunner was. Tell us what weapon you keep in or under your bed. Uh, eyebrows, eyebrows. No, that's I, not true. I didn't mean like that. Don't. This is a family show. Except <laughs> when it's not. Says Mr. Sater Gravy. It's a family show except when we say um, fuck. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and tell us... Uh, tell us what kind of shopping spree your parents would buy you off with when they had something unpleasant to tell you. Uh, you can write to us at the Jackson two pod at gmail.com. Uh, if you're, if you re- if you send us something nice or even something entertainingly re mean, uh, we will read it on the air. If it's not even entertainingly mean and it's just a litany of complaints against us, we're not really going to read that loud loud. Sorry, right, pal. Oh, did we get one of those? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I don't I don't want to like invalidate anyone's feelings about what we're saying uh but basically it was accusing us of wokeness and being offended too much and I'm not really uh, oh, so, like while uh, while oh, being... so, so it, it was a squeed from a grognard I didn't look I'm not here to call anybody names I am and I'm not here to alienate any listeners okay well you go ahead like I'm just saying uh this is our perspective it's it's the one we have to work with it's fine anyway please keep listening person who sent that email 
Um, I was going to have William read it on the air, but I didn't want to start a fist fight with anyone. Anyway. Hey, I'll read whatever you want me to read. I, that was a bad thing for you to say. I'm going to abuse that in the future. In the anyway, of fan mail. If you, if you send us anything nice or anything hilariously mean, we will read it on the air. If you give us a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice, we would very much appreciate it. Yep. It's very helpful. Um, and we would read that, too. Now, William, if... For example, a person realized they didn't need a super sexy skateboard, or they didn't need to go to Sweet on America and drop an entire paycheck on a bag of jawbreakers you could drown a small deer in. Uh, how could they use some of those dollars to support us? Well, you could go right along to patreon.com slash semi-automagic this time. Yeah, wait a minute, that's a we different address. We have updated our Patreon what? address. Uh, Correct. We've been folded into the Semi-Automagic Inc. podcast well, network. Well, we, you say we, it's ago. your network, so... Well, look, no, no, dude, no. It's our network. It's your network, too, now. It's Isaac's network, too, now. It's uh, we're all in it. Yeah, but 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 you're the one yeah. with who has access to the controls, so... <laughs> Well, okay. Um, yeah, fair enough. I was trying to maintain the illusion of democracy, like I'm, America. I'm perfectly <laughs> willing to be a subordinate under a reasonable superior. Something, something, Sator Gravy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if they wanted to go to patreon.com slash semi-automagic, what, what options would they find to support us? <laughs> oh, that one took me out of the knees. Um... <laughs> Oh, that was that was good. Thank you. Um, but yes, patreon.com slash semi-auto-magic. Uh, upon which you will be presented with three options. Uh, yeah. A $3 per month tier. Uh, mm-hmm. where, uh, whereupon you will get access to um, all shows as soon as they are edited. Uh, right. So as soon as Casey gets this edited and in the pipeline, you get it in your ears. Uh, Correct. Uh, a step up from that is $5 per month. Which, by the way, I think every patron we have is at least at the $5 uh, level. Nobody nobody pitched in for the lower level. I'm like, y'all didn't have to do that. That was extremely generous of you. We have very yeah. good fans, and we appreciate yeah. them, and are able to do stuff like this. Because yeah, of them. Give us as much money as you feel uh, your conscience will allow. Uh, yep. Uh, but yes, for $5, which is highlighted as the most popular, um, hmm. you, uh, addition, in addition to the uh, early access to episodes, you get access to exclusive pre-shows to every episode. To every episode, which is a thing we do to just kind, just, it's kind of a warm-up. Get yeah. some, get some yeah. of our you know weekly to dos out, catch up, shake out the goose, yeah, shake out the goose bit. Yeah, yeah, talk talk about stuff. Yeah. General catching up as friends do. Limber um, up. What did we talk about today? Uh, today we talked. No, Isaac. What did we talk about yeah. today? Uh, we talked about glow in the dark kitties and yeah. Uh, briefly about vampire salt mines goats. and <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vampire Salt Mine is my favorite goth band from Utah. <laughs> uh, yeah, buddy. Uh, 
and how and how William is gonna hopefully make it through at least the second act of a horror movie in his new job. Yes, um, and uh, all, you get to hear all of that for five dollars a month. Uh, oh, you also uh, get all kinds of bonus content, uh, what? such as movie reviews, tabletop oh, games. Yeah. Uh, oh, Sunday yeah. Drinking Buddies, which I didn't know was still a thing. Uh, humana, humana. Oh, it's not. Did, like, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I was unaware of it being more than one thing. <laughs> no. Uh, there was a show called Sunday Drinking Buddies. It was exactly what it uh, sounds like. Pictures of Casey's cats. Uh, it's true. And a whole bunch of other stuff that we might just throw on there because we think it's cool. Um, Who knows? And for $10 a month. If you're really feeling generous and you just, if you have $10 and you don't have anything else to do with it, we all know this classic way. Preposterous. You know, what's a banana, Michael? $10? Uh, All true buckaroos know how much a banana is. uh, You have the ability, and hopefully you feel the obligation, to choose a movie (laughs) that uh, uh, I... William and Casey and possibly Isaac. Uh-huh. Maybe uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure oh, how this. Isaac. That's, that's in his. Con- that's in his contract. I, I, I'm still unsure of how this new structure will affect other things. Really should have read um, that thing. Will uh, we will review a movie <laughs> and you get to choose help choose at the ten dollar tier. Uh, be cool. Right. Uh, we're not gonna. We're not gonna do come and see. Uh, we're not gonna... Don't know what that is. Feel like that's a good choice for me. Uh... We're not gonna watch The Last House on the Left, original or remake? No, definitely not. Um, yeah, yeah, just, just, just be cool. Be cool. Like... Yeah. Well, what have, what have people been cool about in the past uh, and chosen Thus far, we have done the Babylon 5, uh, pilot movie, The Gathering. Uh, we have Correct, done... Which, if you scrape off the label, definitely does not say DS9 underneath. Right. Uh, not... Uh, more different than you would think, but more similar than... Yeah. It, like, the similarities and differences will both surprise you. Uh... Yeah. It was the low-hanging space fruit. Uh... We have done The Big Year, which is just a delightful yeah. little thing. Uh, we have it done... Really the... I read that book, actually. I like the movie a lot better. <laughs> Yeah, we have done uh, the first Percy Jackson movie. Uh, that's true. That's on the main feed, though. That's, that's part of the. And the I Jackson don't know how we plan canon. to continue that list. We, I, I don't have access to the list of things. Uh, well, that means we need more <laughs> yeah, suggestions. There, there, there isn't a list. Yeah, we we need more exactly. Suggestions. We really do. Isaac, you're such a good mechanical component to this. Well done. Yeah, you clank, you, clank. Are, um, you are. You are. <laughs> Shut up! Uh, you know, so you are genuinely delightful. <laughs> Why, thank uh, you. And you know, that reminds me. I think I am still a uh, ten dollar patron, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and oh. suggest that uh, that shiny Liam Neeson movie, Clash of the Titans, from. Oh shit! You know what? Why William, not? We've been bamboozled. Was this Isaac's lawn game all along? Does this count as money laundering? Uh... I don't know. <laughs> that, that's for the courts to decide. Yes. Uh... <laughs> but if you want to give us ten dollars, yes. then you too uh... can choose a movie. I just like so. Yes. 
Yeah, that's that's true. That was a demonstration of a power that can be conferred upon was, you. Well, okay, listeners, was you a, heard it here first. That was a power what? move. <laughs> it really was. Turn the tables on us. He activated his trap card. Twenty twenty ten, I think. Yeah, that I think so. Twenty ten. Twenty ten. Or was that Immortals? They came out at very close to the same time. I just know the one that's... You know what? We that could... Jason Momoa Conan. You know what? We could do all three, and who knows if we tell the difference. Uh... In any event, yeah, uh, listeners, go ahead and watch Clash of the Titans with uh, Liam Neeson. We will do so and put that up on the Patreon. And William? Yes? Well done reading the Patreon. Yes. Uh, I, I had plenty of time to read it ahead of time while you were goofing off. Uh. <laughs> anyway, we aim to please, baby. Uh, All right. Well, I enjoy, I enjoy undercutting myself as much as you do. Okay, yeah. then you know what? You can enjoy ending the episode. Uh, well, um, huh? What's that? Oh, oh, oh! Too much freedom? Oh no! It's bad, scary? Oh, oh no! Oh no! I, I was just gonna hit stop. <laughs> Tweet at us. It's over. <laughs> Bye, all our buddies. Bye, everybody. Bye, all our buddies.